fellow griever. You have found the Leftover Pieces Suicide Lost Conversations podcast, and I am Alyssa, your host. I am with you on this journey because my 21-year-old son, Alex, died by suicide on August 7th of 2016. Since launching this podcast in late 2020, I have followed my heart and expanded the leftover pieces to include books and an online community where I host Zoom support groups every week. It is there in this community that I lead other parents who have lost a child by suicide from survival toward hope and into healing. The website is also a resource hub, a connecting point for all survivors of suicide loss. You can find me, ways to connect with me, and links to everything that I'm doing in the community on my website, theleftoverpieces.com. Know that I'm always open to suggestions and feedback. And if you know someone that I should connect with to be on the podcast, please let me know that as well. So now I invite you to join me for real conversations, handed talk on hard topics surrounding the loss of our loved ones by suicide. I talk to other lost survivors, mental health experts, advocates, and on alternate weeks, I offer shorter solo episodes where I go down the rabbit hole to discuss things that have been on my mind or possibly parts of my journey that I feel would be beneficial to share. Every week, we explore the questions that haunt us, seek the courage to uncover the healing tools within us, and offer the comfort of a community that we all need so very much. It's true that our hearts and lives have been shattered, but come along with me and together Let's choose to find meaning and even happiness amid the leftover pieces before us. Welcome. Hello, fellow griever. And today you have reached season five. Oh, that still sounds weird to say. Season five, episode six of the Leftover Pieces Suicide Lost Conversations podcast. And I'm Melissa, your host. And yeah, today we're down the rabbit hole and I am going to go a little bit deep, but this is the first in a three-part series that I have titled Mindsets, Motivation, and Monkeys. And you're just going to have to probably listen to all three parts to understand the second two, but today we're going to kind of talk about mindsets um, directly and indirectly. I'm going to start today by asking you a very hard question. What do you want? And I say it's hard, but I'm going to guess that for most of you listening, that answer came very quickly and was probably in the form of a person, not a, a thing. Because I know that I've spent a great deal of time since the loss of my son Alex to suicide saying out loud and in my head, I just want my son back. I just want my old life back that has my son in it. Some version of that, right? 
Well, the question that I'm asking you is asking you to remove your loss or the loss of your person in particular from that question. And to put the emphasis on the you part, what do you want? And that means what do you want now in this life after loss by suicide? What do you want that you can achieve, that you can get? Because we know that getting our loved one back isn't possible. So I'm stepping to the side of our loss because we always live alongside of it. But I'm stepping aside and asking a bigger question, right? It has to do with what do we want now? So let's digress for just a moment. And um, I'll get back to the bigger point at hand in a minute. But I'm wondering if any of you all still set New Year's resolutions. Here we are almost to the 1st of March, two months in, and history shows that a lot of people that set New Year's resolutions by the time they get to February or the end of February have already let them go. And that's because I think we set ourselves up for, you know, failure, right? We we set those big lofty goals that we... um, never can seem to achieve. Well, I I gave that up a lot of years ago. And if I were to think about the number of years, it sounds like almost the same amount of years since Alex has been gone. Now, I'm sure I did not have a word of the year the first year. So maybe I've been doing it seven because we're going into eight years this year. But for the last six-ish years, I've been choosing a word. A word feels so much less heavy to me. And it feels like there's something more achievable about it because it can be an overarching theme and it's not a set of rigid items that have to be completed, so to speak. Um, This year, for example, my year is impact. Um, It means a lot to me personally. It means that I want to make a larger impact this year. And as you can think about that, there's a lot of things that can fit under the title of impact that can change throughout the year if they need to without holding me to something that makes me feel like a failure if I didn't accomplish it. In past years, I've had things like growth or choice or flourish. One year, I even had the word aplumb, which means... um, self-confidence or poise, especially in demanding situations. So, you know, you can be as simple or creative as you want to be with the word, but I usually make it a screensaver of some sort or print it off and put it somewhere prominent in my office so that that word is just at the forefront of my mind. It becomes a mindset for you to guide you through the year Um, on a more umbrella type of a scale versus a, you know, small scale of of a particular item or set of things that you've set yourself up to accomplish. So it allows more flexibility, which is always good for those of us that are carrying the heavy weight of the loss of a loved one to suicide. So for just a minute, revisiting the big question of this mindset episode, which is, what do I want? Or more specifically, what do I want now? Um, I want to go back to the idea of why it matters. Why does it matter to know what you want? And it could be what you want in the immediate future, probably best for some of us that are on this uh, 
loss journey and just trying to survive the immediate future. But, you know, some people can take it to a larger scale and look at it in a way that um, is a little farther thinking. So it matters because let's, let's make it really simple. YOLO. That was what my son said all the time, right? You only live once. It was a really big thing when my kids were in high school. Alex in particular said it a lot. We even named our motor home that we traveled in for a few years after we lost him YOLO. Because quite honestly, life is worth it. And I know it's hard to feel that and believe that at times when we're in the midst of the early days of our loss. But you are also worth it. You have your life to live. But for me, even before I believed my life was worth living again, even before I believed that I could find a happiness again, I knew that Alex's legacy was important enough for me to fight for that being able to live a life that not only he would be proud of, but that would help shine his light into the world because his light being extinguished for me as a mom isn't an option. And so when we went out into our motor home, YOLO, if you will, the mindset for me was that I was chasing joy or happiness. And when I say chasing it, it's because I had no idea where to find it, both metaphorically and physically. And so, as I've said before, a lot of that journey for me of us selling everything, businesses, home, most of our personal items and buying a motorhome and traveling, it was about me stripping my life back down to nothing so that I could figure out how to build it back up. And it was much harder to do than to say, right? Things always sound simple, but they're not always so simple, right? So that's why mindset is such an important thing to wrap your head around, to try to work hard with the tools you're collecting, with the things that you're doing in this new life, to put a mindset that is congruent and conducive to what you're doing at the forefront of what you're doing. And I know for any of the ladies that are listening that are in one of my growth groups in particular, this whole question of what do you want was a topic that we discussed this week. So in some ways, if you're listening to this episode, maybe it will help you with a bit of your um, journaling homework as, you know, I flesh this out a little bit more. But when I think about what do I want? Or we can, for this sake, say, what do you want? I think about inflection when I say that sentence sometimes, because you guys have probably even heard me say it a couple different ways in this episode. Like, you could put the emphasis, let me let me say this sentence four different times for you with an emphasis on a different word. And how we say this can mean, which is why sometimes when I say, what do you want to a griever? They might look at me differently because they may be hearing the emphasis in their mind on a different word. And for me, they mean different things. So if you start with what do you want, you're focusing on the thing, right? If you say, what do you want? It's asking, do you know, right? Do you know what you want? If you say, what do you want? 
It means what do you want, not everyone around you. And if you say, what do you want? You're asking somebody what they want, not what they need, not what's expected, but what they want. And so I encourage you to possibly write this sentence out if you're listening to this and this is something you're working on and write it in the four different ways. I actually did it. I wrote it in all different ways where each word is capitalized and it allowed me to really contemplate and ponder. This is a great journaling exercise and it allowed me to ponder it from all those different angles from the thing or the things that I want. And I don't necessarily mean material things. It could be uh, philosophical things like happiness. Um, it allowed me to think about it of, do I even know, you know, what is it that I even know about what I want? It allowed me to think about the, the me part, the you part of it, and it allowed me to think about the want part of it. And I thought when I broke it down like that, it made it so much more of a profound statement than a challenge. It found it felt more growth oriented than challenging. So I'm hoping that breaking it down like that might make you think about it that way and will challenge you to consider doing that this week. Write that simple sentence down. What do I want? And for, instead of the you, it'll be what do I want? And so that's where the I will be the emphasis. Um, same meaning as I told you before. And maybe use that as a journaling exercise to help you try to start to flesh this piece out. And depending on where you are in your loss journey, this may or may not be the right time for you, and it may or may not be as easy. And again, easy is a precarious word because I don't think it's ever easy. For me, I feel like I have answered that question for myself at multiple times in my life because it changes. What we want out of life changes. I've been in this place for a number of years since losing Alex where I can say what I want has felt very clear to me. I want to be happy. I want to live as fully without regret as I possibly can. I want to be willing to take risks um, towards the top of that list is making a difference by helping as many people as I can along this journey. I want to learn and love and grow. And that feels like the bigger word there is I want to live. I want to live my life. I want to be near the ocean. I want to be able to breathe. And I've come a long way in achieving a whole lot of that. Does that mean I'm done? Absolutely not, because we can always be happier. We can always learn more. We can always find new interests. But as many of you may know, some of those things have recently been checked off the box because I do near, now live near the ocean on an island. It allows me to breathe more. I've actively been pursuing happiness. I'm actively pursuing living as fully as I possibly can. Do I succeed at these items all the time? Absolutely not. And that's when I practice grace and space with myself. Now I want to take a minute and go down another path in the rabbit hole that we're in right now and kind of go back to the beginning of why this kind of deep philosophical three-part series um, called Mindsets, Motivation, and Monkeys is even why it's even a thing, why it even came to me. And it was motivated by a TEDx talk that I came across accidentally. Um, it wasn't accidental that I was looking at TEDx talks because um, 
I'm actually looking to try to be on a TEDx stage sometime um, this year. And so I'm doing a lot of research and listening to different talks. And in doing that, I came across one that obviously wasn't necessarily in the the subject matter I was looking for, but I always feel like these things kind of come across at the right time. And I will share a link to this one that I'm going to reference to in the show notes. But I came across a TEDx talk by Rita Wilson. And for those of you that don't know um, the actor and singer Rita Wilson, she happens to also be the wife of Tom Hanks. So that may put her face in your mind if you think about it. I think most of you will know who she is once you see if you watch the TEDx talk. But her TEDx talk was titled The Question I Almost Didn't Ask Myself. And that question was, as you can imagine, what do I want? And it just got me thinking. And I sat with it for a week, just kind of marinating in it and ruminating in it. And that's where this was kind of born from. So the talk was very inspirational, hit me at just the right time. And I don't want to share a whole lot because I don't want to spoil the first, the first that you're going to hear in it if you haven't happened to have seen this TEDx talk before. So I'm just going to let you remind you again that the link to that talk, as well as a second link that is actually just cut out of the end, she sings a song that she speaks about, but it's not part of the TEDx speech itself. I had to look it up separately to see the performance that she did after the talk. So I did link to both of those. I think they're very inspirational and worth watching. Um, I will tell you that as we, as I wrap up my thoughts on mindset here, I just hope that this has been something for you to think about, to think about what your mindset is and to maybe break that down a little bit. Again, I encourage journaling. I encourage journaling on mindset, but I also encourage you to journal on what do I want? And you can add the word now to the end if you want. Because the emphasis on that word, which would mean five sentences, is and may be relevant enough for you to include it right now because it may feel self-indulgent to just write the what do I want statement at this point in your lost journey. And I completely understand that. So that's why I am suggesting that for some of you, if what do I want feels impossible, start with what do I want now and see what you can unearth and start a journey there. These are the kind of topics that in our in the growth groups in my community that I hold that we dig into so that we can continue to grow in this journey and continue to find um, the peace and the happiness that we're seeking. I want to end this episode by chatting for just a second to catch you guys up a little bit about how is Puerto Rico? For those of you that listen to the episodes, you may have already um, either gotten in my weekly newsletter or in the first few episodes of the season that we moved to Puerto Rico. We are living in paradise. And I'm sure and I think I've received several emails of people asking how it is and how we like it. And it's taken, you know, all of the two months that we've been here to kind of start to get our feet on. Um, under us and feel, you know, a little bit settled, a little bit acclimated. 
And the answer to that question, like a lot of things in life, is extremely easy and also complicated and convoluted, right? So the short answer is we love it. We love it. And it's been hard. And it still is hard some days. But we knew that was going to be the case. And we have prepared ourselves for, you know, a six to 12 month acclimation process, knowing that there's going to be a lot of speed bumps and things along the way. But I've done way harder things than this. Um, When people say, I can't believe you did that. It seems so difficult or how in the world I don't think I could ever do that. My short, simple answer is it's just geography, right? Um, This doesn't feel like a hard thing. This was just logistics and geography, but it also was very important for the simpler life that we were seeking, the culturally different life that we were seeking, the, it satisfies the curiousness and the discovery of wanting to see more things in the world. And it gets us to our dream of living on an island in the Caribbean. So the heart is worth it. But it's, it's um, as I sit here recording and looking out at the rooftops and the palm trees and the beautiful mountains of El Yunque rainforest in the distance, I'm, my breath is taken away every day. And that in itself is worth it, the the being able to have this feeling and breathe easier. And I know it's not for everybody. And, you know, as I go into the part two of motivation and part three of the series, Monkeys, I will expand a little bit more on how do you take your mindset and get motivated to do it. And the monkeys part is going to be a bit of a surprise, but it's how do you do that? So that's what we're going to break down a little bit more because we can have a mindset, but then the motivation piece of how do you find the motivation to, to do these things and to propel yourself forward into what you want. That's a whole nother conversation, right? Especially um, when we're carrying the weight of such a heavy, heavy grief and loss. So for today, I feel like this is a good place to wrap up. Oh, I did want to take one more um, thing to say about Puerto Rico as we as we finish this conversation. And I had made a note to remember to say this, and then I almost forgot. So there you go. I want to be sure to thank you for not only listening and giving me the grace to take the break that I did as we relocated and, you know, I got myself back here and situated, but also the grace to um, excuse the new noises that may be in my background. I am doing my level best to try to figure out how to mitigate them, but I am in Puerto Rico. We have open air windows for cross breezes. And I will just tell you that, yes, you may be hearing roosters in the background. You're not, you know, you're not losing it. Um, You could hear weed eaters because they seem to use Long crews show up here and three or four guys may get out of the truck and all use weed eaters to cut lawns. So at any given time, there could be that sound in the background. There could be music because um, it's an island and it's an island culture. And even in neighborhoods, if somebody has the time, they will be grilling and chilling and listening to their music. And you could also hear honking horns. And we are on the, we're towards the bottom of a side of a mountain, but we are, you know, on a side of a mountain and 
there's switchback roads right, right out my window and behind us. And as the bigger trucks come down the roads, oftentimes they honk. And I'm like I said, I'm doing my level best to mitigate these different sounds of my environment, but I may or may not completely succeed most of the time. So I just want to ask for a little grace in the fact that if any of that is really bothersome as you're listening, please let me know so I can do better to try to mitigate that because the last thing I want is for your listening experience to be too disruptive. But um, I'm trying to carve out the right time of day to record and may or may not have completely found it yet. So, so thank you for allowing me that grace and space as I figure all of these new things in my environment out. So for today, I will bid you goodbye, wish you a peaceful rest of your week. There will be another episode drop on Sunday. And until next time, from sunny Puerto Rico, we'll talk soon. Grievers, it is my hope that from today, you will take that which serves you and simply leave the rest. I would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is to start out on my website, where the first thing you'll find is a video recorded message from me. And then from there, you can find everything I offer, the online Zoom support groups, the books I've written, ways to connect for the podcast, and an entire resource library assembled to help all suicide loss grievers find the resources that they need to help them along their healing journey. Please go to theleftoverpieces.com. From there, I hope that we can connect and I hope that you too can discover that we truly are better together. If anything that you've heard in today's episode resonates with you, I would ask that you please subscribe to get notified every week of my new episodes and then take a moment to rate and review me on Apple podcasts so that more grievers like us can find this podcast and this community. It is from my own experience of finding myself sitting amid the leftover pieces of my own shattered heart that I can tell you that while it seems impossible in the early days, it is possible to put those pieces back together and be okay again. And every week, we'll be right here, providing more comfort, hope, and community. So until next week, I'll sign off today with some words from one of my Alex's favorites, Peter Pan. Never say goodbye, because goodbye means going away. And going away means forgetting. Grievers, no one here is forgetting. Talk soon.